0: Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code podcast. So financial risk. Tell me, those of you who are here live, what does that mean to you? what does it mean to have financial risk in business? Like When we bring that up, what what do you even think about? So how to manage financial risk when growing a business. Okay. So while you're thinking about that, for me, what I think about when I think about financial risk is really the danger of losing money. Okay. So it's either losing your money or someone else's money. It can also be extended to assets, right? So when we talk about financial Risk, it's it's money, it's assets. There can be a loss of you know, credit value. So that's what we're talking about here. Money and danger and loss, like it just scares people. So when you hear okay, so let's see, Dr. Agostina, let's see. So you say thanks for joining in. So when I hear risk, I think loss. Yeah. So it's it's about loss. And and the reason I really wanted to balance that out with you know, managing with the title of managing um financial risk hello hello from california you have to say who you are because i can't see your name on um, stream here if you don't give them permission um but it's managing the financial risk because let's be honest the financial risk will be there okay the possibility of loss is going to be there when you're growing any additional type of passive income stream active income stream multiple income streams whatever the business opportunity is the financial risk is there and i think it's even more fitting to talk about this in the co you know in this covet pandemic era because there was a lot of loss right so i'm going to kind of go over a couple of things that i think are important and then i'll open it up to see if you have questions for me so one you have to have a capital strategy okay so when you talk about a capital strategy for this i'm thinking two things i'm thinking cash flow and leverage right so when you're managing financial risk you one need your business, or let's say for those of you who are growing a business, if it's a private practice, if it's something completely unrelated to your career, whatever that is, you one need a capital strategy to keep the business afloat, and then you also need a capital strategy to be able to obtain new financing, um, and and I think of leverage when I think about capital strategy because a lot of the cash flow that's needed for a business to reduce the financial risk it doesn't have to be all of your cash. And I feel like as top income producers, we did this initially with real estate. And then we went the exact opposite and using other people's money, but we, we didn't have the leverage because we had the money and we had the funds. We used that to fund a lot. And so we were highly not leveraged. (laughs) So when you think about strategy and capital strategy to reduce your, you know, financial risk, you also want to reduce your own personal risk. Okay, so, you know, you'll see different numbers when you do the research or talk to people who are in the field already of, you know, counseling on financial risk. And again, I'm not a counselor; I'm a physician, um, <laughs> not that kind of counselor. Uh, you want to be able to run eighteen to twenty-four months. So. You just have to be set up to be able to weather the storm, okay, to manage these financial risks. So, I think about COVID, the pandemic. So, those of you who are just new joining, um, we are Coldstone franchise owners, subway owner, um, franchise owner. And a lot of what helped us weather the storm is that we had working capital and we were eligible for some of the government money. So, it wasn't a strain. So, we actually increased our revenue in, in the Coldstone business in 2020. And a lot of that is that we had the money to run regardless of whether the sales were there or not. So one, psychologically, that does a lot for you. <laughs> when you have money in the bank, you feel a lot comfortable than when you're trying to figure out where you're going to get you know, the money to grow a business, invest a business, grow the marketing, et cetera, right? So that's one, psychologically. Two, I also think that having that money to, to weather the storm, you're able to invest in areas of your business to grow your business that maybe you would not have been able to do before. So let me see. We have a question. Let's see. Let me know who the question is from. Are you using hard money lenders? Where do you find the funding besides putting in your own money? Okay. So that takes us to the second point. So who, who asked that question? Um. So that was the next point, diverse funding. Okay. So we talk about a capital strategy and that's cash flow. And your strategy is going to one, keep the business afloat two allow you to continue um, financing and getting new monies to grow your business venture. And three, being able to run at least 18, 24 months to weather any storm that may come your way. Okay. So the second one in this question, you know, are you using hard money lenders? Where do you find the funding besides putting in your own money is an excellent question, which goes to the second point I wanted to make tonight, which is diverse funding. Okay. What does it mean for diverse funding? So yeah, like you said, there's hard money lendings lenders, there's your own money, but Instead of just saying that specifically, I want you to think a lot of what we talk about here in the 1% code is the system and the strategy for thinking as you're implementing this. You know, So one of you could be starting a franchise. Another of you could be doing a real estate investor. Um, someone else could be doing a private practice. The principles and the strategy are the same. So yes, hard money lending, but what does that fall under? So I think about partnerships, strategic partnerships, okay? Collaborations, Co-ventures, um, you have the family, friends, and sometimes they say "family, friends, fools" <laughs> is the saying. You know, so your personal kind of uh, warm circle. Uh, you have your own personal funds. You have things such as angel investors, venture capital funds, and then I think what people forget about a lot. There are a lot of different areas for grants and government funding. So, for example, this is a side. Okay, thanks, Oriana, for your question. So, this is a side note. Um, for us personally, we are real estate investors also, we have a, we benefited very much during COVID because we were in business. One, we also benefited because we had an SBA 7A loan for our franchise. Two, I'm not sure if you've realized it or if you've thought about the numbers. And for what we got, I think it's a very small scale compared to what a lot of other larger businesses got, but they gave six months of whatever your SBA monthly mortgage was. So let's say for the average small business, that can be anywhere, let's say on a three to $400,000 loan, that could be anywhere between 2,500 to let's say four to $5,000, depending on the terms, how much money you brought to the table at closing, times six months. And then you know what they did this year? You may not know because you may not be in that world. They added an additional two, and for some businesses, depending on where you fit in, three months. Of just pure payments, hundred percent free government money. So let me let me make this point too, because it was an aha moment of gratitude that my husband and I both had. Was if we hadn't have played our cards right, if we weren't investing, if we weren't leveraging other people's money, i.e., SBA loan, government, we would have missed out on a lot of those funds. And if I can just put a number to that for you, you know, not exact, obviously, but. Probably close to thirty to fifty thousand dollars of free cash. I'm gonna stop right there and just just let y'all think about that. okay? <laughs> a lot of the one percent code, a lot of the strategy that I hope to teach and share with you is 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 opportunity, and it's not what you think. If you were to, let's say option a fund with your only money, guess what you wouldn't have gotten. <laughs> You wouldn't have gotten, you know, 20, 50. Let's just say we cut that in half, right? Let's just say it was only 10,000, 20,000. Right. Absolutely. I'm I'm reading. Right. And so um, she said, thanks for asking the question. Wow, that's huge. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Like you're telling me. And then, you know, how do you find out about all this? And Augustina says, that's incredible. Yes. So how do you find out about all this? So, Hey there, it's Dr. Melva, and I really hope that you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to take a quick break to give you a personal invitation to the 1% Code Masterclass. It starts on August 23rd. I'm super excited to be hosting this two-day event where we will talk everything, the 1% code, and I will teach you how to take your six-figure income and leverage that into a seven-figure net worth. We'll talk about how to manage risk, career constraints, time constraints, how to turn your job into a hobby, and so much more. I hope that you choose to join me. You can do so by going to the registration page at drmelva.com forward slash masterclass. Again, that's drmelva.com, doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R forward slash masterclass. I hope to see you there. Okay, let's get back to this episode. (laughs) You come to my live show. You join the one percent code. You no, know, no, no. Honestly, you have to be in the circles. You have to be talking about these things. So that SBA, for example, if, if that's what you're asking specifically, that was publicly announced. There's a website. There are counselors that help you get that. There are bankers. So if you've, we had a new podcast episode come out today. Um, but if you listen to any of my podcasts before or lives I've done here, it, it's it's forming relationships, okay, with bankers being around other small business owners, you know, we are now as franchise owners, actually, we were on distribution list. So (laughs) I I, I just hope this encourages you. And I'm not saying any of this to brag. I just want to open up the possibilities in your mind of what's out there for you. And even if it's not a pandemic, these things exist outside of that. So we were on kind of like what I would call a um, VIP list. Okay. So business owners, between bankers. And then if you're a franchise owner, we literally were getting up to the date of how to prepare your application, when the funding was going to be available, what you needed franchises. So we're, we're in two different franchise chains between Cold Stone and Subway. It's it's Subway World Headquarters and Kahala Brands. They're a group of 32 brands for Cold Stone Creamery. And we would get documentation. They would produce reports that we needed to submit these documents. So the more risks that you take, you can actually manage and reduce your financial risk because you have a network, your leverage, your open opportunities that you may not consider. So it, it's like this, it's like this cycle and circle. Because actually, we're working on our second franchise location, and I knew what to ask when I was talking about the SBA loan this time. Um, you can have up to 5 million in SBA loans. So we're not there yet. (laughs) Um, But I knew what to ask when I was talking to the banker because still in 2021, you know, you still have time. If there's a business that you're thinking about starting, you can still be eligible for some of this free money for SBA. I believe it's until September. We're going to research that of this year. So imagine we got a loan and they were basically like, hey, look, we're going to pay your loan payments for six months. And then the next year, hey, we're going to add on another. We thought it was three. I think we got two. Like it's possible. Okay. So I hope that answers your question. So finding out about these possibilities, you have to be around the net, right network. You have to be having these conversations, ask bankers, ask other business owners, right? And it's, and I really would extend that question to say, to take it a step further, you want to know that it's out there and then you want to be prepared when it's time. So a lot of these systems, you probably write about this, or I don't know if you're involved in or had money yourself. I would love to know if anybody else has success stories that's watching um, now or the replay. If you didn't have your paperwork together or if you hadn't filed your taxes. So like there's another one, the restaurant revitalization fund. There's a lot of money there. We weren't eligible for that one because we increased sales. We didn't lose money. Um, So it's out there. So do your research, get in these conversations, ask the questions, and then, you know, I would add to that make sure you're prepared. Okay. So is this helpful? Are you learning anything new tonight? I hope so. Because I've been going from Zoom to Zoom and I I was hoping I'd still be full steam. Um, Let's see. You must have a good accountant. Is my accountant online? Is that my account? Let me see the Facebook user. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely have to have a good accountant. So, okay. Does SBA only apply to business or also for construction? Yeah. So SBA has several different types. Like this is probably a whole nother section. So we did a 7A, which is for smaller loans. I forget the limit. Um, they, have, they have small business loans. They have lots of different divisions. I think they have specific ones for other things like what you're saying with construction or rehab or that kind of thing. So it's, it's definitely something to look into for SBA. I'll be honest, a lot of people initially will say, oh my gosh, SBA, it takes um, it takes a long time. It's a long process. Just really quick, this is a side note, but I think it will help you manage financial risk. Um, the You want to work with a banker who's a preferred lender for SBA, and if they have their own in-house person for SBA. So the first one we did the bank actually started a third party relationship with the SBA um, specific third party out of Chicago. And it was my network with this banker, the VP who I had a very close relationship with because of my, um, again, I talk about this in the podcast because I was able to leverage my relationship as a physician. So the bank is right near where I practice and, He basically did the first one for us, but it wasn't really the appetite for the bank and they didn't want to like do SBA. So for the second one, we're working with an in-house SBA and they have an appetite for SBA loans. So those kind of things make a difference, okay, because they basically had to pay, they had to pay for a contract to hire these people. They did a lot, but that's a whole nother topic, (laughs) but people will do things for you when you, when you have value and they believe in your vision. So, okay, Uh, let's see let's see. Okay. No dentistry. Okay. You're in dentistry. Okay. I thought, I thought you were in dentistry, but I wasn't sure if there's some accounting, but yeah, accounting is a whole nother topic, but you definitely have to have a good accountant, but you can also get by until you have one too. So, um, we're looking into it for another venture. Okay. Awesome. What's your venture that you're looking into Oriana? Excited to know. Let me know in the comments. Oh, I'm, I'm using my mouse. It's not plugged in. So, okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. So, we talked about capital strategy. We talked about diverse funding. Um, the next one on that that I really just wanted to touch on is prioritizing. Okay, when you're managing financial risk, it's important that one, you know, what what's your strategy? I talk about this a lot. What's your risk tolerance? You know, how much can you lose? You know, have you put the reserves by? Do you have the cash flow? Do you have the working capital? Um, and then you know, have you done a risk and threats analysis? So we're in a market now with a lot of uncertainty, right? With COVID people are still making a lot of money. There's still, you know, people are always buying. There's still an opportunity to do businesses, but you have to do that research and prioritize for you is, is the opportunity greater? Um, if, If there's more risk for you and you like bigger opportunity, or would you rather take a little bit of risk and be okay with what opportunity you have? Okay. So, um, Let's see. All right. So you're building a senior care facility. Awesome. Awesome. Where where are you? Are you in Florida? Or I have a, a physician friend who just sold, I believe, her senior care f- facility. She was in the business for a while. So awesome. 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 So you have to prioritize your risk or threats, like Jesse said. So those are really, those are really my big points. Not going to keep you on here super long today. I think I would, I would advise that you, so research, you know, just take 10, 15 minutes and look at capital, look at source, you know, look at sources. So you said, Oriana, that you're looking at building a senior care facility. Have you looked at government grants for that? You know, and what I didn't know until recently were that you can write into grants rehab. So for example, we have a facility in, not a facility, we have a house in Landon, North Carolina, and I was talking to, um, One of my mom's close friends who has done billions of dollars in grants and she actually has a company here and we've never really talked about her grant writing business, Um, but you can write in rehab (laughs) on a piece of real estate in your grant for your service, right? So there's so many possibilities. Even if you don't have the money yourself, you have the vision, you find out what the need is and you solve a problem. So I would definitely look into that. So that's my challenge for you tonight is that I want you to look at different types of capital that's available. I want you to, again, think about your risk strategy. And um, then I want you to diversify your funding, okay? Don't set yourself up just to be only you, even if you have the money, even if you have the money. Because when we started in real estate, we used our own leverage, our own credit, our own cash, and we saw other people who did hard money lending and they didn't have as big of a profit as we did. Like some people were okay, you know, making 5, 10,000 on a deal. We didn't want to do a deal unless we made a $20, 25,000 deal, but it was all of our cash. Looking back and in some phases of the real estate investment, my husband's the main driver of that, we used hard money lenders and we leveraged a little more. And you know, there are pros and cons to that, but you want to just kind of get an appetite for where, you know, what makes sense for you in the season of your life. Um, so let's see, let me just look at the comments. So she said, um, we no great idea. We just applied for the SBA loan. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I, how's that going for you? So you're already like, you have your business plans out. This is a definite, you're building it. You're getting funding. Awesome. Um, and then let's see, Dr. Augustina says, Are there SBA loans available for real estate? So I haven't used SBA for real estate, but I feel like they do have a division. That would be a good um, I think I think it would depend on what what it was. They have so many different ones. I've only really had experience with that 7A, but I feel like the what is it? Is it a 204? I don't know if anyone's here. I know they have other like similar programs specific for real estate. So definitely something to look into. And I can get back to you on that. I just haven't personally done that. Um, Good questions. Any other questions I can answer for you? Again, if you're just joining, you haven't registered for the masterclass, you can go to drmelva.com forward slash masterclass. We'd love to see you there. It's August 23rd. Invite your friends, anybody you think will benefit from that. Um, for more trainings, we have videos here in this group and the podcast. So I'll see if there are any other questions. I hope you're learning a lot. I hope you can apply these things. I, I can look more into SBA. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Um, okay, okay. So Oriana said. So now we have a new expert, SBA expert, expert, right? Uh, yes, you can apply for SBA for related to building out your business. Yep. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. So again, when you look at SBA, there's some people who will just say it's it's not for them. It takes a long time. Maybe it's not positive. Um, worked out for us, and I think again we got that extra bonus of the additional money versus if we hadn't have used the SBA. So so we talked about capital strategy, diverse funding, a lot about the SBA, free money. <laughs> you know, think outside the box, grants. Don't just have to write your own checks to make your own money, leverage, cash flow. These are all things that I think are important. So, all right. If not, I appreciate you spending some time with me tonight. I hope you got good value. Let me know your takeaways in the comments and I hope to see you in the masterclass. I'll I'll be in the comments later if you want to ask me some more questions. Thanks so much for joining. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, Please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating, and I would love your five star review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on all social media channels at Dr. Spelled out, D O C T O R M E L V A, at Dr. Melva. And I want to make sure that you and anyone else you know that would benefit from the 1% Code podcast is a member of my private community on Facebook the 1% code collective. I would love for you to join me there. Link in the bio. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.